Hi, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Ashley, and I'll be chatting about something. So stay tuned. Iman and I talk about creating without expectation and the importance of romanticizing life's small joys in this episode. We also go on to chat about healing and how she grows from those experiences. I loved recording this episode and hearing the exciting projects she's she's involved with. I hope you do too. What are you currently focusing on? Mm, work-wise or in general? Both. Okay, that's an interesting question. Yeah, so work-wise, I started a job recently as a strategist at a design agency that's called Instruments. And so it's been one of my focuses, I guess, my one of my focus areas because it's so new. It's a new role. Um, it's a new environment. You know, I've, I've never worked in agency before. I used to be in-house, as you know. Um, so yeah, it's very different. So it's definitely been a focus of, of mine to, you know, adapt, make sure that I yeah. sh- that I show up fully and as myself as much as possible, you know. Um, and just being mm-hmm. intentional about my start there and just like my just my my work there in general. Um, so that's been one. Um, I've also just started a coaching training certification program. So I'll be a certified coach in like six months. <laughs> and that is Amazing. yeah, so that's definitely a focus of mine because you know, working full time, you need to be you need to be very intentional about doing that type of thing because it's a time commitment. It's an energy commitment. It means that there's there are some times where you want to do something like chill, watch Netflix or see your friends and you, you're you not going to be able to because you need to, you know, you need to do the work that you committed to. So, yeah, it takes a little bit of planning, but I'm, I'm super excited. So, um, so yeah. That sounds really interesting. And what what are you coaching? Um, general coaching as a skill. So some people use it to build their own practice as coaches. Other people use it to just integrate into their practice as leaders, you know, whatever that means for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can kind of choose the specialty that you want to go in for yourself, you know, the type of people that you want to help. Um, so some people go into like executive coaching. Other people go into coaching for, I don't know, young single mom who are, who moms who are trying to find a job. You know, you can kind of make it what you want to what you want it to be in terms of the people you want to help so it's quite a transferable skill isn't it I I imagine that coaching being quite fulfilling and you feeling quite happy after you've done you know what I've I've just started I've had my first session on Thursday so I haven't actually practiced it yet but that being said Mm -hmm. um it is, it does draw on a lot of skills that I love to use and that kind of make up my love language. One of my love languages in terms of how I like to respond to the people around me, you know, when they come to me with some of their, the things that they're facing, my natural response yeah. is to just assist them in breaking that down and maybe seeing different perspectives within what they're sharing with me and, you know, maybe clarifying as well what what could be a good course of action for them so because it's my natural tendency it's super interesting to hear techniques to actually do that you know from a like a more theoretical and academic perspective so yeah it's been it's been really really fun nice and on that I think that a while back you shared you shared something on Instagram which was 
I think it was a book and I've bought that book now since you oh. shared it and it was about speaking up and how important it is to speak up um, even if whatever you say isn't the best thing or it's not not everyone agrees with it or whatever it is it was you know the importance of speaking up um, and I really liked like you know how that was mm-hmm. kind of said and I now you know re- realize how sometimes therapeutic just even talking about something completely, is completely completely and I think that the the book is probably not nice right yeah yes not book. nice yeah. <laughs> game changer such a life-changing book um <laughs> but yeah definitely speaking about things and there's so much that comes with that you know with speaking up about things just that that decision to speak up more about things it comes with so much so many emotions, so many maybe memories that you have around speaking up and around being um, showing up fully and transparently and speaking your mind. You know, there's so much that comes with it that it's helpful to have somebody. I can see how it could be helpful to have somebody there who is skilled in helping you navigate all of the things that come with speaking up too. Right, exactly. Because some people don't quite know how to vocalize completely but they completely and I think I mean my personal opinion about that is that we all innately know how to how to be vocal about what we want because if we think of, of us as babies you know when you're a baby and you're hungry or you're mad or you're annoyed because you didn't get ice cream like it's it tends to be quite vocal you know especially when you're like super super young mm. it tends to be quite vocal everybody's aware that there's something that you're not liking you know um and i think it's just along the way we learn that it's maybe not okay to say these things all the time or to ask them in a, ask for them in a certain way um I think we develop fears around fears and restrictions around speaking our minds and that's what we operate from as adults a lot of the time so yeah, yeah. I you're right I think as a child you have that in you then over time you grow up to not speak up and then you have to un- unlearn yeah. all of that when you start working you're kind of told you know speak up speak mm-hmm. your mind say this say that and it's kind of like well I've kind of spent my whole life being told not to do certain things you know or so a lot of unlearning yeah and there's so many layers to that right because I think we all have that to Mm -hmm. some extent um and then you have the cultural layer you know maybe in your culture it's seen as even worse to, to speak your mind and you're just you know you should just keep your head down and just do what you're told and do it really well and not necessarily make waves right. and then you have the like gender layer on top of it because I know in in definitely in the culture that I grew up in and the cu- culture that you and I evolved into to an extent there is that culture mm. of growing up as a woman to make everything smooth and to make everything um, harmonious. And so, you know what I mean? Right. Um, right. And so that you kind of have to make other people feel comfortable. It's almost your responsibility to make sure everything, everybody else is okay. Exactly. There's that. And then there's that expectation of making everything perfect, you know, yourself and people around you the environments around you like fixing things all the time and I think that's also something that goes into in the way of just being in a state of being as opposed to a state of doing and performing and this is what I have to do and this is how I have to show up so yeah 
Yeah. And on, um, again, this was um, something, again, you shared. I love the content you share. It oh, makes me happy. I love that. Um, you, it was something recent. It was more, you have to keep finding small things to do or that you find joy in to keep yourself going. Um, and I forget the word um, that was used or what it was, but the definition was, you know, you have to keep doing things or finding joys and small little things to keep you going. Um, and I think you display, you explain that really nicely um and I now keep that in mind every time oh, I'm doing I love things. that and I'm not sure I remember exactly what that was but yeah it's definitely something that's on my mind and that I try to be very very conscious about because there I, I see two aspects of that one is um romanticizing everything because mm. Because I think we're, it's so easy to be in a space where we're only excited when something incredible happens, right? But then statistically, yeah, it's not most of the time, you know? Um, so <laughs> that means that at the end of the day, your life is the sum of the hours that are in your life. So then you got to make them good, you know? And I think it's something that we have to be, we have to be intentional about because we can make ourselves feel good about small things. We just have to train ourselves to do that. And then the other part of that is, um, I actually forgot what I wanted to say <laughs> about that. <laughs> well, that's okay. I agree with you on romanticizing the small things. You need mm -hmm. those small wins. Um, those tiny little things, they, they make life. And you can't just, you know, make a big thing about the things that happen completely and i actually found the other thing that i wanted to mention to me it's kind of linked to right. um just just doing things fully for the thing as opposed to doing it for a result you know like for example and and mm. that applies to everything like um i talk about it with my boyfriend quite a bit around the topic of um creating because we like to find ways to create just for the sake of creating, you know? Um, so not because you, wanted, yeah. you want to make it a side hustle, not because you want it to be profitable, not because you want to sell it or because you want to make like, you know what I mean? Not for something, just because, mm. just to create, just yeah. like you do when you're like a kid, you know? And, um, and I think that's also a very big part of that, of finding joy, because then the joy is not in the result, which is temporary and delayed it's in the process of what you're doing and I think there's a lot of power in that uh, yeah I do that you know my end result isn't always great and I know I don't really kind of think about the end result I so paint I love painting and I love doing mm -hmm. like creative things but I'm not the best person to do it mm -hmm. I just enjoy the process and I keep it to myself um so I agree with you on that it's funny you talk about creation because that was one of my questions to you it was, it was kind of a vague question but I have what does creation mean to you just because you're so mm -hmm. diverse in what you do create um what what's creation yeah to you? that's a great question and and thank you for sharing you know what your creative practice what you do I think that's great and I think it's great that you're not letting um all of these ideas around making what we make work for us you know um or making it into something yeah. whatever something is I love that you're not letting that um infuse into the pure instinct for creation that you have and I, I, I think that's great but to answer your question for me creation is a state of being I don't think it's a I don't think it's a process because you can create with anything you know when you're say you're 
uh, in a in a random field and you find a wheel and i don't know a stick and you you know you make a game out of that that's creation so the process in and of itself i think is more of a question of you know what you're interested in learning or what you what you personally prefer as a medium to express yourself or to experiment with to play with um but to me is a state of being and i've said the word play quite a bit which i think summarizes my idea of what creation is as a state of being it's just it's a state where you where a state that feels open and open to anything that you could want to make with whatever and you're just playing within that space and that's what creation is for me it should be yeah. fun yeah you know no, i agree with that yeah so i think that's part of why my um my practice is so diverse i like to play with different things um but the the feeling is similar it's very similar whether i'm doing something like whether i'm working on my game or i'm doing something in 3d which is something that i picked up more recently that i'm still very much learning um and so is the game technically um this is my first game that i'm making that's this um big in terms of scope you know um and this oh tell us yeah, about the game for sure What's so it? um it's a game that's linked to my thesis project in my graduate program. And it's a self-care game that's targeted at young black folks because we're just a population that's at super high risk, like disproportionately high risk of life dissatisfaction. And that manifests into um, things like our suicide rates, you know, for young kids, mm, even yeah. between the ages of five to 12 are disproportionately high and higher than any other ethnicity in the US. Um, and it has been for the past 20 years. So that's something that I've been looking into from the perspective of not of um, external agents like therapy, um, counseling and that type of thing. Because although I think that has a huge role to play in that issue, there are... Um, there are a lot of barriers to entry for our community. First of all, culturally, it's not something that we that we have fully accepted as a viable way to take care of yourself, you know? Um, and then there's the whole, yeah. like, gatekeeper thing with the gatekeepers of... It's not very accessible. It's not super accessible. Yeah, yeah it's really not. So, you know, my, my angle was more, okay, what can be done from within yourself? You know, what what are tools that... I can create to maybe help people explore that space for themselves, not as a replacement for therapy or for things like that. If you need it, you need it for sure. But what can be done from you as well? Oh, this yeah. makes me so happy. I'm Iman. really excited. This is great. Oh, cool. Well, I'll keep an eye on that. That's that's really good. Um, and I've been looking at your 3D. I think you did like a mm -hmm. bunch of 3D designs. Um, was it over Christmas or whenever it was? Um, those were cool. And like you said, that's something new you've been getting into. Um, yeah. Which is nice too. It's nice. Yeah, to it's been really, it really fun. I, I follow a lot of 3D artists on social media in general. And so mm -hmm. the, the feeling that seeing their pieces gives me is such a... It's such a special feeling. It feels relaxing, but expensive at the same time because they sent the people that I, well, the, what I tend to gravitate towards is surreal art. So it feels expensive because they're literally creating new universes that feel real, you know? And so I wanted to play with the feeling mm. of not just consuming that, but also creating it 
from my end and also like learning a new a new software and a new like set of skills in the process so yeah it's been it's been really really fun and I, I i would love so the way that i did it the first time is that i challenged myself to design one like to render one thing in 3d for 30 days every day and i would love to find a way to to do that again to work it into my schedule or just to make it a regular practice because it's it was super fun super fun to make like my next question might be a little bit deep but i still wanted to ask it um like how do you how do you heal mm. and then how do you grow from it because I feel like sometimes healing is a difficult just wh whether it's you becoming a new person whether it's letting go of a relationship whether it's you know anything any whatever your understanding mm -hmm. of healing is um how do you heal and then how do you grow from it wow wow I love that question I think in terms of generally how I heal it starts with awareness because you can't, it's hard to heal something that you don't know is there, you know? And, and a lot of the time we have wounds that we're not necessarily aware of. And so the first part is being aware of that wound and where, where it comes from and how it manifests. And there's so many different ways of being aware of it. Sometimes it's not going to be as clear as, oh, I'm reacting this way because when I was 10, this person did that. And so now I'm, I assume that everybody's going to do that thing. Um, it might not be as clear and straightforward as that. Sometimes it is, which is great because it gives you a lot of information, but sometimes it's as small as noticing feelings within you. Like say you go through your life, your friend said something to you and it stings you. Like it really stings you. Be often, I think we tend to dismiss feelings like this. Like, oh, I'm just, I'm, uh, I, I'm just in a bad mood or maybe I just I was irritated or you know and you dismiss you throw the baby with the bathwater and you don't look at what's under that and why it, it irks you so much um so yeah. yeah that first part would definitely be awareness the second would be just shedding light onto the dark areas so once you have that that awareness digging in and not being scared of what you find and just being loving of yourself as you dig in because you might find stuff that is ugly that feels very ugly and that that literally gives you a response of repulsion where you're like you want to go away and you want to stop and you want to stop digging and you just want to go back yeah. to the light you know what I mean um, but yeah 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 being able to love yourself and to just like you would a child who's scared you know because at the end of the day that's kind of what it is you know um just um soothing yourself and giving yourself love as you dig in and as you look into these things and as you express these things um so it could be something like shadow journaling shadow journaling is something i really really enjoy because it's a way to give a voice and to put to shed light on parts that we tend to keep hidden you know like feelings that we that we don't necessarily celebrate in society and in ourselves like say jealousy envy anger um pettiness you know sometimes you just want to be petty mm. and it's the kind of thing that we tend to reject <laughs> as oh no i shouldn't be this way and you just like shut it down you know but we don't look at what's under mm. there and and so it just it doesn't go away it stays there it just comes out in in ways that you wouldn't expect it to come out and that's just stress <laughs> so then being able to just write it down and let yourself be as as 
childish, as capricious, as whatever it is that you want to be and just letting it out and allowing it to be there, there's a lot of power in that. And then I think the last the last part, which is, and I'm, I'm putting it in a three-step format, but it's not linear. You know, you can go from one to three and then back to one and then do another cycle and then, and it's ongoing. I think healing doesn't happen once. It happens continuously. Um, so keep that in mind as I go through that. But the third step, I guess, is, is maintenance in a way. So now that you're aware of that, what you found, and you've expressed it, you've allowed it to be there, you've made room for it, once is not enough. So then I think maintenance happens when you see a peak again, and you're able to bring the same awareness and the same consciousness and the same listening ear as you did the first time, you know, um, it means developing systems that help you help you actively heal that part of you, whatever that means, you know, whether that means um, uh, making it a point to express how you feel every time that this person who's been bullying you, um, you know, shows up in your life or, um, or celebrating yourself as you do these things, you know, all the little things that come with like continuous healing of that thing, basically, you know? Yeah. And that, no, you've answered it beautifully. And I think that that's, um, so healing is continuous. Like you said, sometimes it's so easy to think, well, I've done this mm-hmm. and I've tried this and it's not worked because mm-hmm. it's not a one-off situation. You have to continuously work at it. And I think I'm guilty of not like um, reminding myself that I will, you know, right. I've done so much work on myself. I've done so much work on this and why am I not healed? It's kind of thing. It's going to be continuous. You just have to, you know, keep going at it. It's, it's it, You're slowly making improvements and you're at a better place than you were when you started. And that's the benefit. Um, you can't just see any kind of thing. Completely. Oh, I yeah, I definitely that. relate to what you said about like, why am I not healed yet? Because I've definitely had moments like that where yeah, yeah, you yeah. even get frustrated. You're like, I invest so much energy in this and so much attention and I feel like I'm not where I want to be. And yeah, like you said, it's just committing to I think again it's it's that it's we're kind of going back to that idea of outcome versus process because we're mad because we didn't get the outcome that we wanted instead of focusing on the fact that we have been committed to the process you know and we have been we have been Mm. doing that so yeah that's something I try to it's difficult doing things without an expectation it's really it's so much harder Um, for sure but it is but then but then you have these moments where like I was talking about it the other day where you you observe yourself in a situation and you're like wow that's that's what I've been Mm. moving towards (laughs) you know like actually yeah you're actually like wow I, I wouldn't have handled that the same way like three years ago and then that that it's kind of a moment that helps you that helps remind you that even if you don't see it every day, you're definitely progressing. And just the fact that you're committing to that thing that you're doing, there's so much power in that, right? Like I heard that that sentence recently mm, that says, um, I'm going to do this or die trying, you know? And it's like, at the end of the day, whether you achieve it or not, what did you really commit to? What did you invest your energy and time into 
And what did you make it a point to make progress in no matter what? And that's big. So, Massive, yeah. yeah, I agree. Nice. Um, I've got two more things to end our little chat and I've really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Um, so I've got the next thing is I've got a couple of things. It's more like word association, just the first thing that okay. comes to your head. I've got Ooh. like five or six words um, and then we're kind of done. So spirituality. Love. The next ah! word is love. Lifestyle. <laughs> the next word is style. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh, evolve. Family. Source. Peace. Freedom. Light. Sun. Dark. Moon. Instant noodles. <laughs> that threw me off. <laughs> um, uni. <laughs> I thought, I thought, what should I end with? And I thought it had to be instant noodles. <laughs> I love it. That's bringing you back. Um, and <laughs> and the last um to end the to end the little chat, I thought, um, what would you kind of like to end on? I wanted to leave it with you. Like, do you have a message, or is there one sentence you live by? Whatever it is, mm. it's kind of in your hands. Well, I'll end with my three personal values because I've been I've been trying to find ways to um weave them more into my day-to-day into how I show up in everything and these are truth so not just like saying the truth but also being truthful and being honest and having integrity um, and being able to respond to the different situations of life from the truth of your essence like from you know um, and kind of leaving the noise aside so there's truth there's freedom. Um, so just, you know, having that boldness and that expensive nature of going out and exploring and showing up boldly, even if you're in an environment that doesn't necessarily um, encourage that. Just doing it and living your life the way you want to live it. Um, and then the last one yes. is kind intention. And it's kind of linked to love, you know, just like coming from a place of love rather than a place of fear um, as much as possible. So that's, that's what I'm going to end on. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was such a nice chat. It was. All right. I'll speak to you later. Have a good day. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or topics you want me to chat about, um please email in at ashy the pod that is a-s-h-i the pod at gmail.com ciao